Okay, so welcome to the second episode of the March for Life's podcast. Today we are going to talk about um, how to get into the tattoo industry and we're going to share some of Ray's experience. So again, my name is Cam and as I mentioned, I've got Ray here with me. So why don't we just kick it off? So Ray, just share it, you know, 30 seconds spill about your experience or I guess how you started as a tattoo artist. Yeah, and anyone who's an artist will know 30 seconds isn't long enough, but this is is generally how it goes, all right? We'll break it down. First, you have a love for drawing. That's that's pretty crucial. Love for drawing, you get a tattoo apprenticeship. We can do a whole episode on that. And um, look, at the end of the day, it's practice, 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 practice. That's how you get good at anything. So let's start talking about your love for drawing and artwork as a, I guess this would have started as a kid, yeah. right? Like since I could hold a pencil, you know, before I knew how, what words were, I was already drawing. And, um, you know, it's it's funny, like I, could, I, I couldn't put pen to paper without drawing something. So you, if you look through all my school books, down the margins, it's all drawings and, and stuff and doodles you know so safe to say that you weren't really paying attention yeah <laughs> which is funny because you know I wasn't even bad at school and um I was doing good enough that the teachers never had to say anything <laughs> just scraping yeah but um you know drawing to me was it was therapeutic you know and, and the, f- the crazy thing too was that I never wanted anyone to see my drawing I guess that's why it's therapeutic it wasn't for anyone else. It was for me. So I'd be in my room drawing and, um, you know, if anyone ever came in, I'd quickly hide it. A lot of my drawings, which, you know, I wish I kept, pretty much all of them, actually, all the drawings I wish I kept, they're all in the trash. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want anyone to see them because I just, I guess it's like I was already suffering from that, you know, that art, the artist being their own biggest critic. So... You know? Like, so we talked a little bit about school and how you weren't really paying attention. So at what point in your life did you know that you wanted to become a tattoo artist? You know, uh, I guess I the, 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 yeah, the, the biggest point was, um, in year 12, I've always had a love for tat. Not, I wouldn't say love. I've, I've always kind of, you know, it's kind of like a little crush on tattooing you know secret I didn't want anyone to really know about it especially my parents because you know being an Asian kid I was always supposed to go to uni and um you know who knew what my parents would say if I ever said that I wanted to be a tattoo artist let alone getting one you know yeah so again so at what point did you know that like oh yeah sorry so yeah um well like I said, I had like this underlying curiosity for tattooing and in year 12, I stumbled upon the TV show Miami Inc. And, you know, just watching them, watching them on the show, I was like, man, that's such a cool lifestyle. And they're just, they're just people, you know, in my head, I thought tattoo artists were like, you know, drug addicts and (laughs) Satan worshippers and, you know, how do you even fit in with a crowd like that? Which, by the way, some people are like that. <laughs> but um, every industry has yeah, people like that. Yeah. Uh, um. I think when I realized that you could get a tattoo apprenticeship, it became real. It was like, wow, there's my, you know, there's my foot in the door step to take. So was it like already? I can hear because you went straight into the talking about an apprenticeship. It wasn't even about 
like shit i can make money out of this i didn't even like, know how much money load. yeah I, di- I didn't really know how much my uh, money tattoo artists could make because you know i was still in high school so i had never gotten any myself and on the show they never really mentioned how yeah, much they, they are yeah no, i was i was in some miami ink at one point like <laughs> obviously i'm not a tattoo artist but you know i was just like damn like what a life it just looks so free and exactly like it was it was cool because well one thing i realized in the show is that they're just being themselves you know like what kind of job do you go to and you can swear at your customers and you can talk about their day your day yeah and you know it's that was kind of just what kind of life I wanted to live. Shout out to Army James. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Army James and Chris Garver, those two were my favorite. And, um, you know, that, like, yeah, I guess if I ever met them, I'd tell them the same thing. Like, they, they definitely had a huge impact on me becoming a tattoo artist. So just going back to the apprenticeship, right? So just for, um, why don't you talk about, like, okay, so you finished high school, um you know what did you do to be like was there like any kind of like you know how some people from high school they take a year off or whatever or they go straight to uni or whatever right so everyone's got a different path but um you finish high school like what next what happened yeah so like I said I was drawing for like you know therapeutically and after watching Miami Inc I was you know what I was actually designing my own tattoo that's how I got into tattoo art because I was watching the process um, of them drawing a dragon. It was Chris Garver drawing a dragon. And I was like, man, like, watching him do the process, I was like, I could probably do that. So I decided to draw my own. And before I knew it, I was just drawing Tattoo Flash. I, I didn't even know that's what it was called. And then I put together, you know, a few drawings and I took it to my local tattoo shop just to see what he thought. And... You know, he was actually really nice about it. He's like, you know, you need a lot of work. My my pen, my drawings were like terrible, and he just he, all he said was, you know, you, you got you got something there. You just have to work on it. But being the you know eighteen year old arrogant kid, I was like, no way, this guy doesn't see me for the genius that I am. I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, Typical. yeah, I'm not coming back here anymore. So I put together, you know, an even better book. Like this was, you know, I bought the best um, coloring in pencils I could um, get the best paper put together like a good portfolio and I you know came came down to Sydney I just um, a bit of background I used to, I did about three years in uh, of high school in Sydney and I finished the rest of high school in Cairns but which is where you grew up mostly. yeah so my, my life's a big back and forth between the two cities but I wanted to be back in Sydney at that time after high school so I got my big portfolio together and Look, I, w- I went to, I started off in the big shops where I wanted to work at. and Wait, you know, so you finished high school in Cairns, so you moved down to Sydney? with your. I hadn't even moved yet. Oh, okay. So I yeah. just came from, like, you know, uh, on holiday, visiting friends, but also trying to get apprenticeship. So I came oh, okay. with the specific goal of getting an apprenticeship. And, you know, I, went, I must have gone to 20 shops and all of them were just like, look, your work's good. We're just not after an apprentice right now. And, you know, that was, that was hard. I, I didn't know what to think of that. I was like, are they just saying that my work is good, but it's actually shit? And, you know, that was just an easy way to let me down. Um, but, you know, if somebody did come to my shop the same way I did, you know, maybe 
I would make it a bit harder for them to get an apprenticeship than just, you know, bringing in some good drawings. You'd want to see, you know, a bit of what that person's personality is before what you take them on. What they're actually made of. Exactly. Because yeah. it's one thing to be a good drawer, but you can't teach somebody how to, you know, be responsible, how to, you know, uh, what do you call it? How to work hard either. You might have the best artist, but they're just, you know, <laughs> lazy. Um, anyway, so yeah, I'd w- gone around to so many shops. It was funny because I started with the shops I really wanted to go to, you know, like the Bondi inks and, you know, all those high quality shops. And then by the end of it, I was going to like local shops. Like I, One even had like bullet holes through the windows and I was like, yeah, I guess I'll work here. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's by luck that I... No, I didn't even go to this one. I went to one in Parramatta and the guy said that he had call around for me, which was really nice. And, you know, before I went back to Cairns after that holiday, Parramatta Inc. called me up and they were like, hey, well, who do you want an appre- uh, apprenticeship? You start Monday. And I was like, holy shit, what the hell? So I was like, dude, I don't even live in Sydney. Um, can I can I come in and talk to you? And, um, you know, I went in, met with him. I liked the shop. Like, I was thinking the worst. I was like, how is this person going to hire an apprentice that they'd never even met? What, what would the shop look like? It was a really nice shop. And um, the the boss was like, you know, uh, I was sorry, I was saying to the boss, yeah, I'd love to work here, but I just don't live in Sydney. I need a bit of time. And, um, you know, I was like, if you give me two weeks, I'll move here. And he said, yeah, sure. So, oh, wow. Okay. So in those two weeks, right, how did you break it? Because you're a kid straight out of high school, you're living in Cairns. Like, how did you break it to your parents? Who, I don't know. I mean, if you're Asian, if anybody knows, like, yeah, it, you go to uni. <laughs> you go to uni, or like, you know, there's a certain or you, you pathway. Help out in the family business. There's a certain yeah. pathway for you, and like, being a tattoo artist is not really usually one of them. So, how did you break it to your parents? It was actually pretty funny so this was they 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 knew what i was doing when i was in sydney so how i broke it to them was actually before that um i had just gotten back from schoolies literally the day of like the day i got back from schoolies and they sat me down and like what are you going to do with your life and i was like hung over i was like (laughs) what (laughs) i was like can i at least sleep but um that's where i broke it down for them i was i sorry broke it out to them i was like I want to be a tattoo artist. And, you know, surprisingly, they were supportive. They were just like, if that's what you want to do, go for it. I think my mom, though, she she definitely said go for it. But I felt like what she really meant was go find out that that's not the right thing for you. <laughs> but that's all the, you know, that's all the permission I needed. And that's when I really put my head down and put together that really good um portfolio of drawings to take to Sydney. So talk talk to us about your first day like so you, yeah you moved, packed up your stuff moved out of camps and they flew down to sydney you're in Parramatta. yeah what was your first day like what was the experience it was crazy actually um not crazy as in a lot happened but i didn't know what to expect <clears throat> you know i've been watching miami inc oh man this guy's mopping floors cleaning window he's even you know you know yoji from miami yes. yeah he even washed army james car and i was like okay i guess i better you know roll up my sleeves i'm going to be doing a lot of work and um you know when i went there i just found a lot of it was just downtime they were just i i, I didn't even know what to do they were just like yeah just watch us tattoo 
and um you know in, when you got time spare just draw so that was it was it was like uh not what i had expected it was really chilled out actually and um oh yeah sorry before that i'd actually been tattooing at home just you know on the down there which do that. by the way don't do that it is definitely illegal and you're going to be learning the hard way and your customers are not going to get the money's worth <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't do that <laughs> so uh, i had already known a little bit about tattooing and um now it was really cool i was just watching but here's the thing too like when you get an apprenticeship make sure you get it at a good shop so not even the good, the shop's not really the thing it's make sure you're learning from a really good artist cuz like the guy who was teaching me really he was a nice guy like i can't say anything bad about him personally but his art wasn't exactly the best and you know he wasn't really somebody i could look up to and say yeah that's the kind of artist i want to be like so just going on that so when did you know that he wasn't like kind of up to scratch or the level that you wanted to be at and then how did you learn I guess or, un- or unlearn all the stuff that he taught you well I never I guess almost straight away I just knew that this isn't really the kind of artist I want to be like so it so wasn't so much like yeah to your gut too. exactly like I was I was you know what I actually instead of looking at the overall tattoo because that's I didn't like what what he did but I could at least take technique from him you know if he pulled a clean line I'd really focus on that because at the end of the day tattoos is how well you can line shade and color so at least I could look at those kind of techniques and you know I I did learn a lot from him so I can't say I didn't it was just more that he didn't do the tattoos I wanted to do so, um, so you're an apprentice, well, I guess you're obviously not an apprentice now, but like who, like throughout your career, who are some of the artists that you've looked up to? You know, it's funny. Um, so there's uh shout out to Ron, Ron's Instagram. <laughs> so he's one guy who I'd always looked up to, um, you know, from, from a, from a, from a while ago and, um, when I moved back to Sydney after opening my own shop in Cairns, I worked at a um another shop and you know I was I was even thinking of leaving that shop to go work at the shop where Ron was working and a few months later he's you know he's walking through the door and he's like oh I'm going to be working here now. <laughs> that was crazy. So I got to work alongside with him and you know it's I got to, you know, I got to learn a, uh, so much during that time. So that I'm real grateful for that. And even before I opened Marked, actually, I went and uh, worked at his shop. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, not that he's the only artist, but that was just an example of someone I got to work side by side with, you know. You, so it's like not too late. Like, it's not that you just have to find the artist that you want to work with during your apprentice, but there's also an opportunities later during your career where you can find those artists that you idolize and yeah like actually happen to work with them yeah so that was crazy that happened to, to me two times like i don't know anyone that happens two times to because another guy shout out quangster yeah. he um yeah he uh, um I, I don't know when i caught wind of his work but when i did i was like this is the guy that i want to do my back 
and you know it took me months to book in and you know I was working at Ron's shop at the time and no sorry no I finished my back and then I went to go work at Ron's shop and then a few months after working at Ron's shop Quang walks through the door I'm like what this happens twice so you know the whole team at Kailua studio by the way like they're they're awesome I, I learned so much from every one of those artists and uh you know couldn't couldn't trade that experience for uh, for anything so um yeah it's 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 been it's been uh a real privilege to be able to work amongst such good artists before you know opening my own shop so i want to go back to um here so you know you're you've got your foot in the door you're, you're an artist like what are some of the what are some of the pieces that you like to do i think asking you what your favorite tattoo is might be a little bit i don't know yeah look there's no there's no favorite tattoo I got uh, that uh that I've done. It's more like oh, how do I explain it? It's like there's... Well, what's what's your kind of favorite? Oh, I'm going to throw that word away. Yeah. <laughs> like what are some tattoos that you really enjoy doing? I love doing big pieces. Yeah. Yeah, like as as cool as a sleeve looks. And I'm not saying a sleeve is small, but when you have a back piece and you just have this one giant image, it's so much more, you know, striking than a, f- a lot of pieces filling up an arm. So I love working on huge pieces. Um, so what? So what's the process when you say, like, a customer walks through the door and they go, hey, I'm going to empty back, do my back. Yeah, that's like, like that's a tattoo artist's wet dream. Right <laughs> so what's the process of, like, walking you know, from the moment that the customer walks in to the final stroke, like, you know, the piece, and the piece is done, like, what do you go through from a consult to... Okay, um, it's pretty straightforward, actually, because when, when someone decides they want a back piece, usually they already know what they want. Yeah. It's up to you just to make it as aesthetic as possible, because it's not really about the subject matter that makes a tattoo look good because like at the end of the day you can make any idea look good or you can make any idea look bad yeah so i guess part of what you pay for is making um having somebody make your idea look good okay so um, okay, well, this is about how to become a tattoo artist so we should yeah stick okay with that. let's just stick with yeah. that so uh. like it, one thing i realized about um becoming well not becoming but getting better as an artist is you have to really focus on being getting better a a lot of times when I started making money money became my you know my driving force I gotta make this much this week because I made this much last week and this is early on in my career I'd try and do as many you know more quantity than quality and that kind of just sucked out all the joy out of being a tattoo artist. And the funny thing was also is when I was focusing on money, I found that I started making less Mm. when I was focusing on just, you know, like, okay, so I got this one tattoo booked in today. Let's make it the best tattoo I've ever done. So it just kind of goes back to our first podcast where we talked about just creating value. If you focus on the value. Yeah. Like you do good work. The word spreads like wildfire. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it's it's funny. Like we were talking about how I didn't know how much money a tattoo artist would make, 
And then here I am, an 18-year-old kid, you know, making stacks. And I was like, shit, you know. So I thought, like, life was just handled now. I was like, I didn't need to, you know, do anything. I'm, I might not be the best. I may not never become the best. But at least financially, I was taken care of. And um, I guess I went down a path of, you know, just, like, partying and, you know, just not really focusing on becoming a better artist. And I think part of it was because I didn't think I could become a better artist. And you know. So, okay, so just going back to how you, get, how you become a tattoo artist, like what are the things that, um, I guess this is like a twofold question, what are some of the tips that you have for someone who wants to become a tattoo artist? Um, what are some of the hurdles? So like, Oh, yeah, that's, that's great because... You know, when I became a tattoo artist, the standards weren't really that high. You you know, if you did a tattoo and people knew what it was, like if you did a lion and someone goes, oh, that that's a lion, I can tell by looking at it, that was a good tattoo back in the day. So um, anyone who wants to be a tattoo artist now, you're, you know, you're, you're going in with like the, the average person knowing what a good tattoo is now. You know, everyone's got Instagram and they see these high quality works. So, you know, you, you're going to have, um, you're going to have to put your standards up. That's, that's the first thing about becoming a tattoo artist now. And don't be discouraged that there are like so many good artists out there because end of the day, we all start at the same place. No one's born knowing how to handle a tattoo machine. It's all just practice. And, um, look, you look after your clients you don't have to be the best. They'll keep coming back to you. You just, if, if you put your client's um, tattoo at your first priority, you won't, you won't ever run out. That's, that's, that's one of the main things. And look, the other thing is just try to get better with every tattoo. So when you do a tattoo or let's say even just drawing, right? You might not even have an apprenticeship yet. So anytime you do a piece of art, Go over it with a fine tooth comb you, and pick it out in pieces. You know, oh, I like this part of it. Maybe you like the shading of it, but you don't like the lining or maybe vice versa. Like one of the things I see you do at the shop with your apprentices is um, after each tattoo, you kind of do like a feedback loop. Yeah, a brief. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it also, um, it also gives you something to work on because if you don't know why you don't like a tattoo or you don't, you don't know why you, you don't like, you know, you thought it was bad, then you don't know what to improve on for next time. But if you break down every artwork you do and you go, okay, next time, this is what I'm going to do differently or this is what I'm going to do better. And even if you don't know how to do it, do I, sorry, even if you don't know how to make it better, at least you know what you need to improve on. And I think that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, it's so it's like little... With everything, it's those little 1% increments that exactly. just make a difference. Like, I got this um, this thing I just say to myself, you know, it's, you're looking for progress. You're not looking for perfection. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because if you look for perfection, you know, it's either you're never going to get there or maybe when you've gotten there, you're not going to grow anymore. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, anyway, so let's just end it there. I think you've given quite a few tips and shared yeah. your journey about how to get their foot in the door. I think we'll, um, yeah, like yeah, I definitely. guess stay tuned. Out, there'll definitely be more breaking down race story and others. Hopefully. Yeah, and look, here's the thing too. I, I know how hard it 
could be getting your foot through the door, even just mentally. Um, look, if 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 you want if you want more tips, feel free to message me on Instagram. So my handle is at Ray R A Y underscore I N K underscore I N C. To Ray Ink Ink. Yeah, <laughs> got that from Miami Ink, sort of. I might as well shout out the Instagram page for the shop, which is Marked Tattoo. So M A R K D Tattoo. Um, give us a follow there. You know, send us any questions there. We're very very quick on Instagram. So, yeah. um, yeah. Anyway, until next time. Yeah. See take you next care. time. Thanks.